Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where you're invited to walk with two unusual friends through the ups and downs of the art of friendship. My name is Stina Constantine. My name is Father Sean Burns, and together we explore what it takes to grow real, satisfying friendships, the joys and challenges we face along the way, and of course, becoming a good friend ourselves. We hope by sharing our learning and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Welcome back to yet another episode of Living Fullness. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Whether you're listening in your car, in your home or through your earpiece, we are, as always, excited to have you here with us. How are you today, Padre? Well, thank you, Steena, and yourself. I am doing well. That's the way. Very good. What have you been up to? I've actually been house-sitting recently. Yeah. Yeah, which is always a fun gig. Um, This last house that I house sat for was a bit of a mansion, really. So it was more like a mansion sitting than anything else. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was lovely. They had um, a lot of gardens around. So just being able to walk around and meditate was just nice. Nice, nice. nice. That's awesome. What about you? What have you been up to? I've been in Sydney. Oh. Yes. What have you been doing in Sydney? Uh, So I've been doing study. In Sydney. Oh. Uh, yes. So finishing off my, my licentiate in Sydney and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and there was a, also a mass for the opening of the institute that I'm studying with. Shout out to the Catholic Institute of Sydney. Oh. So yeah, cool. that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's 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 sort of been my 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 life recently. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like a, a good trip. I hope. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lovely trip. Yeah, lovely good. trip. Yeah. That's the way. So on this week's episode, we're talking about Lent. Seen as we're in it. <laughs> yes, to win it. <laughs> <laughs> All things Lent. So why don't we start with what is Lent? The word itself comes from the old English referring to spring, uh, but uh, literally being translated as, as, as the word lengthen because the days are becoming longer about this time of year and uh, on the other side of the world. I was going to say. From, um. <laughs> from, from here in Australia, uh, this, this is not the case, but on the other side of the world, sure. the days are becoming longer. <laughs> and uh, so uh, the, the, the season in, in, in Latin, it used to be called quadragesima, uh, derived from the Latin for, for 40th. And uh, so uh, uh, because Lent has 40 days in it, um, not counting the Sundays, which are considered like mini Easter's. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, Lent is considered a period of uh, training and preparation as evidenced by the colour violet, which is prominent throughout Lent. You'll notice the priest wears violet. I do not. <laughs> I do not wear purple, just for, just for good measure. I do not wear purple. I wear violet. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> and it's not pink either. <laughs> it's not pink. It's rose. <laughs> On the fourth Sunday of Advent when Father comes out, he doesn't come out in pink vestments. He comes out in rose okay. vestments. Uh, violet. So, so violet. So this 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 color in the Catholic tradition has has been representative of, of a period of preparation. So this period then is indeed considered a a time of training for the Easter season, uh, a period to die to ourselves uh, and to live with Jesus Christ. Hmm. So what do we you know what might be some of the things that we do in Lent then? Hmm. Well, uh, fasting. Is, mm. is, is, so basically, you've got sort of uh, three main pillars of you know fasting, almsgiving, and prayer. Mm. And uh, for fasting, it is a powerful reality. 
it's it it helps us to be master of our of our body and our desires uh, by by denying that which is good. We learn that there's a hierarchy of goods. We mm. learn that that although something might be good, that it doesn't mean that it's the best. Yes. Uh, so it helps us to put good things in their proper place, uh, and it helps us to choose the ultimate good over all other goods. And if we can say no to legitimate pleasures, then we can we are being trained to say uh, no to illegitimate things, and also yes to things that are wonderful. Mm. So. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's, that's sort of the, the the basic idea with with fasting. Yeah. Um, in that regard, are there any other things that you could refer to? Yeah, of course. So there's lots of different practices that people can take up personally, as well. And of course, two of those things being something that we give up, and another thing that we take up. So there's sort of two two sides to that. And in when it comes to things that we can give up, they can be. I think a lot of people for Lent, you know, give up things like chocolate, for example, sweets and things like that. And and that is part of creating this space, you know, this what we ordinarily might have that we forego for a particular reason, you know, mm. to in, exactly as you've said in, in preparation and and looking for what is the ultimate good that can fulfill us mm. in that space. And then of course we've got other things that might be physical practices that we do, so not necessarily diet-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be anything from getting up as soon as the alarm goes off, mm. not hitting that snooze button, yeah. to having shorter showers, to yeah, just a range of things, but personal to each person, to, to what actually suits them. Sure. And there's different programs that people can do too, isn't there? There are, there are. There's one. I want to call it the Daniel program, but I'm not sure that that's its name. I apologise if I'm if I'm getting it wrong there. Uh, but there are a number of programs which which actually aim at helping us engage in fasting and, mm. and, and alms giving. Um, and and one pram, program, one pram, one program might even be uh, that uh, sort of going to your weekly when uh, your your weekly Lenten group. And uh, that that might be a a way of, of sort of getting something programmatic ha- happening in in during Lent to help with the whole what am I going to do for, mm. for fasting almsgiving prayer yeah. yeah yeah and of course with almsgiving too when it comes to things that we can take up you know classic things like giving financially where we yeah. can you know money yeah. boxes are a, a very common thing during during Lent but also. Even if you can't give financially, to find other ways where within your means mm. of giving, mm. so they can be they can be simple things like writing letters to people or visiting mm. people that you ordinarily wouldn't visit, but no would probably want to visit. Yeah, even just ducking over to your neighbours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Writing affirmation notes or giving words of encouragement. You know, again, make it personal to mm. your life. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, finally, we also have prayer. Yeah. yeah. Or perhaps more importantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the basis of it all. Yeah. It? Talking yeah. with Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And so, of course, again, there's lots of different things that people can do during Lent when it comes to prayer, whether that be a particular spiritual reading that you can pick up or perhaps you are listening to particular types of music that helps you to meditate or... Even just finding silence 
in a, in a very noisy mm. world, having some silence can be very yeah. good too. True, true. What about some challenges then? Well, I mean, I can think of a number. Um, food tastes nice. <laughs> That's such a problem and it's only a problem in Lent. <laughs> Definitely up there. Uh, Lent is a, a, a time of being able to, to, as I said before, see see goodness in its proper place, mm. see that not all goods are equally are equally good. Uh, and so, you know, seeing food in its proper place and, and, and sort of not overindulging, but, yeah. but really focusing on what the church is. The church's idea here is, and, and and also, I guess one challenge here, particularly in relation to food, is not looking at, not looking at Lent as just like a period of hardship that we have to endure, and then we can go back to complete and total normalcy. Yeah. Once we've finished the period of Lent, mm. but rather it it should actually, Lent should help us. It should kind of set the tone for the rest of the the liturgical year, sort of thing. You know. Yeah. Um, in, in regard to how we fast and give up food, so so that's definitely a big challenge. Is is, is approaching the whole giving up of food in a manner which is, um, which is not just okay. I've only got a few more weeks to go, and then I can just yeah. throw it all away and go back to normal and yeah. indulge in hundreds of chocolates and and um, you know. So that, that I say that's a challenge, yeah. as well as what we do in social settings and meetings. Yeah, like, like how do we? Because it's one thing for for us to personally be like, okay, I know what I'm doing in in when I have control over everything that I've that I've got in my pantry and fridge and all of that, I know exactly what I'm doing. But when I go out to a, a you know a family's place for tea as a priest, in a way, I have to eat what's set before. Right, me, right. You know? And, and mm. um, it, th- th- there is a little bit of a challenge there in terms of of keeping the the fast, but also not being not being ungrateful for what's put absolutely. in front of you. So, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So that can be a challenge at times, yeah. yeah. definitely. It, you know, what you were saying before, uh, there is a, a big part of Lent that is our attitude and our approach to it as well. And and in the, you know, things that we might give up in terms of our diet might be difficult and might be tempting, but we don't have to be miserable about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the same for the social situations that we are in, you know, if we – we have an option there if something is put in front of us when and we're a guest at someone's house to either be grateful or to, you know, begrudge what's yeah, been yeah, put in yeah, front of us. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. Lent isn't meant to be a, a season where we set up such strict rules that we lose our our joy. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Ebenezer Scrooge is is, is strictly for Christmas. He's not for <laughs> – he doesn't have a place in Lent and Easter. No, oh. uh, so <laughs> – and so in that same vein too, you know, there are different goals that we have for Lent, but I think it's so important that we not get caught up in thinking that Lent is just an opportunity for personal development. Right. You know, right. this is a, an opportunity to lose a few kilograms or, or whatever, or to become a bit more fit. You know, that's, yeah. that's yeah. not, that's <laughs> it's not great if that's, if that's one of the effects, then, you know, and that's a, a bonus to you, great. But if that's the sole purpose, then... Not so great. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it really needs yeah. to come back to that relationship. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and everything that we do should be geared towards that. Mm, for sure. For sure. What about penances? Mm. When is a penance way too severe? What do you think? Well, I guess it depends. <laughs> I mean, yes, different yes. different people, again, because Lent and the penances that we do are meant to be so personalised, mm, it's difficult mm. to say this is what everybody needs to, to follow. So it has to has to be specific to, to different people. So mm. different age brackets mm. might have uh, – different things might be appropriate for certain people of, of certain ages. Right. That isn't 
for others. Yep, for sure, for sure. This is even in the church's code. Mm. Uh, in, in, the, in the code of canon law, I think it's past the age of 65 or 70. I can't quite yep. remember now. But, but um, uh, this is past a certain age. Uh, the church says that you no long you no longer have to fast, and, and before a certain age, I think it's um, it's fourteen, I think, uh, or is it the age of reason? I can't remember. If my canon law is looking at people, <laughs> if my canon law lecturer is listening, I'm very sorry. Oh. Uh, Look, but, we might uh, we might confirm that and put that in the notes down below. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, the 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 code of canon law stipulates ages where where you have to fast, mm. and 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 says when you don't have to fast. So, and it also puts in about you know age and condition and that sort of thing as well. So, um, you know if you if you're sick, obviously that you know means you don't have to fast because you you're sick. You've, mm. you've you've got to look after yourself. So it's, it's, it's be counterintuitive. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. There are instances, of course, of of say someone like um, Saint Rose of Lima. Uh, mm. Who was was so Saint Rose of Lima was was excessively harsh with some of her penances, and uh, she even went as far as 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 um, rubbing sort of peppers and chilies on her face in order to try and 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 um, uh, stop men from looking upon her in a, in a lustful manner. Well, you know that's 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 far too extreme, and 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 she even repented of that penance. Mm. Uh, you know she uh, she realised that that was not. Uh, a good penance to have done, mm. and she repented of it. So, so penances can be too severe; they can go too far. Yeah. But we've, we've so we've got to. It's often helpful to run past what we're going to do, a, a past a, a spiritual director or even a, 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 a someone that we trust. Yeah, you know, to say, look, this is what I'm thinking of giving up for Lent. Particularly if it's if it's way outside what we normally do. Yeah, if it's a bit beyond, say, absolutely. The, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I guess you know, even just thinking about my own mental check of how I check, this is just how I do it, mm. how I check if, if something is too much is just to ask the simple question of who does this, who is this for? Is mm. this is the ultimate goal of whatever it is that I'm trying to do to serve me or is it to serve somebody else? Is it to actually grow in that relationship mm. Mm. with Christ? Because if for some penances that become so, that are so severe, the end goal is about my own satisfaction. Do I feel like, you know, it comes back to being, about me and, and my thoughts and how I feel about it and think about it as opposed to is it actually growing in a relationship with someone. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Mm. So what do we do then if, you know, if there might be some people listening at the moment who are thinking, oh, I don't know that I've made all that good of a Lent. Is it too late? No. No, I mean, start, start making one now. Uh, you know, it's 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 never too late to offer penance to Jesus for Lent. It's never too late to offer prayer and almsgiving for Lent. Uh, a well, a, a Lent well lived for three days is more pleasing to God than a mediocre six weeks of Lent. Mm. You know. Yeah. Uh, so if if you've only got a few days left of Lent, you yeah. Know, look, make them count. Mm. You know. uh, and that doesn't mean go and do the most extraordinary. You know. So no. that, that doesn't mean go and find the cat and iron tails and start self-flagellating no, no, or something. No, 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 no. It means uh, take the next few days to enter deeply into a relationship with Jesus uh, and, and to deny yourself perhaps some basic pleasures that uh, that you would normally indulge in. And, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to grow that order relationship. To grow in that relationship, yeah. 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 Definitely. Very good. With that, how can friends support each other during Lent? Hmm. 
Uh, I guess firstly, praying for each other. Mm. That's important that we uh, just keep each other in our prayers. Even praying together is always good too. Um, But also accountability, I think, is really helpful during Lent is to be able to have someone that you can say, hey, here are the things that I'm I'm giving up during Lent. Here are the things that I'm taking up during Lent. Would you just check in on me every so often or or even set a frequency? Check in on me once a week. Yeah, sure. Just sure. to see how I'm how I'm going with those. Mm. Um, and for particular, I've got certain friends that uh, hold me accountable to to different things. So with those friends, I can say to them, "Here are the things that I'm looking to to give up, and these are the things that I'm looking to take up. But out of those things, here are the things that I think I'm going to struggle with the most, mm. and these are the reasons why. So that when they check in on me, they know exactly what they're looking for. Yep. Uh, and and if something else comes up, then they know that that's out of the ordinary as well. So sure. again, that sure. you know that will be different for every person, yeah. depending on your friendships with the people that you trust. That I will like look that a lot. Different, yeah. But then, of course, just encouraging other each other too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you know, being able to say to someone, "Hey, how's how's your yeah. practices going for for Lent? You know, how are you? Do you feel like you're actually in a deeper relationship with Christ right now than when you were when you started Lent? You know." Yeah. What's, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. And, and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Accountability and encouragement. Mm. That's wonderful. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. necessary. And, necess- and necessary. How and right necessary. you are. And mm. necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I guess that sort of takes us to, well, where does this lead? <laughs> Leads us to, uh, to Holy Week. Uh, Holy Week is the last week of Lent, mm. sixth week of Lent. And uh, it's still sort of, part of Lent, but then Thursday, Friday, Saturday take us into what's called the Triduum. Mm. The Triduum are those three holy days of, of preceding the, the resurrection. They're absolutely awesome. And if you'd like to know more about them, tune in for the very next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. <laughs> Do really, that. really, really, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All righty. Well, a truth, beauty, and goodness for the week then, Padre. Mm. Um, I had the opportunity while I was in Sydney to meet some Campion College people. Oh. Uh, and a shout out to, to, to anyone from Campion listening. Um, and they were talking with some of our Islamic brothers and sisters, uh, or brothers rather. Our, our friends in Islam were in Hyde Park and they were um, uh, sort of the head material about how Jesus wasn't the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the guys from Campion saw a priest in a Roman collar and uh, called me over to, to enter the, the discussion, which was, it was a very lively discussion. It was a very robust discussion, but it was also an entirely respectful discussion. Oh. And it was, it was, it was absolutely marvellous to, to, to have that level of dialogue. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's mm. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. So it was good. Mm. How about for yourself, truth, beauty, goodness? Yeah, for me this week, I had a, a surprise present <laughs> that arrived. Someone gifted me a book 
that I am super excited to get into. I'm in the middle of another one at the moment, so I need to finish that one first. But I love reading autobiographies, and I got given the autobiography of Dorothy Day. Oh, how yeah. cool is that? Yeah. So I'm really keen. Like I've read a few of her quotes that I've yeah. just been like, oh, love it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm guessing I'm going to like this, yes. this woman. So keen to get into that. Nice. Mm. Yeah, very good. Awesome. All righty. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us again for another episode of Living Fullness. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, we would love to hear them. So shoot them our way. Jump over to our Instagram page, Living Fullness, or you can find our Facebook group, also Living Fullness, through the Virtue Ministry page. Or if you know us, come and talk to us in person. But until next time, know of our love and prayers. God bless. God bless.